Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five- and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. I am so excited to introduce you to my beautiful friend, client, and absolutely incredible human, Beck. Kazillo today. Beck is a spiritual business coach on a mission to support women to claim their worth, master their mindset, and step into the highest vision for their life and business. As a fiery Aries woman, Beck helps you to get out of your own way, ignite your inner fire, and start living your soul's purpose. Her approach combines the practical with the intuitive to ensure you walk away with the tools and strategies to build a life and business that you love. In 2016, Beck started her business as a creative outlet while working full-time in the community sector. What started as a side hustle soon turned into a full-blown love affair, and 18 months later, she walked away from her job to begin life as a full-time boss babe. Beck now balances biz life with mum life, living in Canberra, Western Australia with her husband, Matt, and their beautiful, and he really is beautiful, little boy, Noah. In this episode, we talk about Beck's biz journey and the staggered approach it took for her to get to where she is now, a six-figure business owner of a business that she absolutely loves how becoming a mama changed her business and her life, what she believes it takes to build a spiritual business and the mindset strategy and marketing behind Beck's business. I have full trust that you're going to love this conversation just as much as I loved recording it for you. Allow me to introduce you to this incredible, incredible woman, Beck. Enjoy. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. So good. It's the best. I feel like, well, we've recorded two podcast episodes for your podcast. We have. Maybe, maybe, I don't know whether the second one will have been released by the time this one comes out. Maybe, maybe not. So I feel like you and I are used to podcast riffs. (laughs) We are. We are. We're like old hands at this now. Yeah, exactly. But I'm so, so happy to have you here. Can you share with the peeps listening a little bit about what starting out in business looks like for you and how it's evolved since then? Because you've had many iterations of business life, which I I think many people can relate to. Mm. Uh, And so I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your journey. For sure. So 
I started out in business as a candle maker, really. That was my, well, to be honest, that wasn't actually my first foray into business. I had a crystal shop for about five minutes while I was at uni, which was fun. And I also trained as a Reiki healer. And so technically my first paying clients were Reiki clients, but really I got serious about owning my own business when I launched my candle range. So I had a candle range that was very much focused on healing energies and bringing those energies into your home through beautiful candles. And I do still make candles. They're still available on my website, but they are definitely not the main crux of my business anymore. So I suppose for me, my journey started there and it was very much an unfolding. It was very much an unfolding in that I created candles. I then had a lot of requests for essential oil candles. And because I'm a very spiritual person, I'm obviously a Reiki healer, the spirituality that I most prescribe to is goddess spirituality. And so I created this essential oil candle that was themed around a goddess that I felt really, really connected to. So goddess Oya, who is the goddess of change and transformation, created this candle and I was like, let's do something fun to launch this brand new candle. I ran a goddess workshop with my mum, who is a psychic medium, and it just unfolded from there. So we ran this goddess workshop, realised just how incredible holding space for women can be and the transformation that can happen in spaces like that. So I was really inspired then to follow that and go down that path. And it was kind of like, well, if this happens in group spaces, imagine what happens when people dive into this transformation work one-on-one. And so I explored the world of coaching and became an NLP practitioner and then started on that journey as a spiritual life coach a women's empowerment coach, a women's transformation coach. I had a few a few titles over that period. And then because what seems to happen or what can often happen when people start really looking at how they want to change their lives and create the life that really feels authentic to them, sometimes they want to start sharing their magic with the world through a business. And a lot of my clients who came through that journey then wanted business coaching from me. And for me, it was such a natural thing because I'm a very practical person and I really love the process of business building. Like I love being able to see where people can grow and what that might look like. And so anyway, I ended up falling into business coaching. And, and now that's my main gig. That's what I do. I support spiritual women to build incredible spiritual businesses. Can you um, talk a little bit about when Noah was born and the transformation there? Because that's like my favorite part of your story. And just, <laughs> I, I think it's such a, like I share it all the time with clients. You know, I, I tell you this all the time, like with other clients, like yeah, I've got this client back and she is an Aries. <laughs> really? She's a gun and she loves being an Aries. And she 
fully like joined the mastermind when Noah was like seven weeks old and transformed her business. And so can you just speak a little bit to, to that? Cause I know that Noah's birth felt like a really transformative time for you. It was in so, so many ways. And obviously that's like the beginning of our journey together too, which is just so nice. For me, when Noah was born, who is my first baby, I realized that something needed to change. I'd been cruising along in business for a while, you know, and I had quite a few different things going on. Candles were very much still a very big part of the business, but I was coaching and I I created my first group coaching program while I was pregnant. So used all of that creative energy and channeled that into a group coaching program, which I absolutely love. And I had lots of different things happening with no real direction, no real focus. And so when Noah was born, I was like, something has to change. I have to make a decision right now to essentially go all in and make my business happen. Mm -hmm. I'd just been cruising and it was fine and it was growing very slowly and I had a beautiful community and I loved the work that I was doing, but I just wasn't clear on what that direction looked like or how I was going to get to the next level. And so that was the catalyst for me to make the biggest investment I'd ever made in my business, join the mastermind, have you as my coach and just go all in on yeah, mm-hmm. making some big changes. Mm. I love it. And I think, you know, it's just such an inspiring short story. And the reason why I share it so often with with other clients and community members is because like something that you shared throughout that whole time was like babies bring abundance, babies bring abundance. Mm. And you channeled the transformation that was occurring because of Noah coming into your life. And you use that as fuel for the next stage of your business. And I think that can be so inspiring. Obviously, I can't speak to lived experience. I can speak to, you know, having witnessed that in other mamas where it's like, I'm going to utilize this new sense of self and this new time as a time where I'm going to go after what I want rather than almost like making an excuse or deciding that I have to sit out business for a while or whatever. And I think everyone's decisions that they make around when they want to re-enter the workforce after mummerhood and all those things are so unique and sacred to each person. But I think you're just a great example of if anyone's avoiding going to the next level of their business because of fear post-birth, then you're such a great example of how like it doesn't need to stop you. There are so many stories around what life looks like post-birth. And I think what I'm seeing in so many different arenas is women rewriting that story for themselves, you know, and it doesn't mean that everybody should go and dive back into their business, you know, eight weeks after their baby's born, but making that decision based on what you want to do, right? Like it's about being authentic and trusting your own inner wisdom and your own inner guidance and being really, really clear and grounded in that and not worrying about what everyone else is telling you to do because there will be (laughs) a lot of people telling you what to do or what is right or what you should be doing, especially in that time. And it's just, it's so unnecessary. 
Can you talk us through then some of the mindset challenges that you experienced? Let's say during that time, because I know that was really when you were like, okay, I'm taking the business to the next level. What were the mindset wobbles that came up for you? And what are the ones that continue to come up for you? So interesting. It'll be for me, the ones that are probably present for me right now or more present. Always, right? Yeah. I think, especially at that time, it was can I really do this? It was very much around like, is this possible for me? How am I going to make this work? Like it's that like not being able to see the staircase and therefore feeling a lot of fear around taking that step. Yeah. I think that has been a massive theme for me and I know is one that's common with my clients too. It's a big one. And I think that's why for me, I really leaned into that story around babies bring abundance because it was about making that a reality and creating my reality around that, even though I didn't necessarily know how I was going to get there. It's like, no, I'm going to trust and I'm going to lean into that story that babies do bring abundance, especially when, you know, I went from having five days a week in my business to, you know, I was very, very fortunate to have my mum who would take Noah, who still takes Noah one day a week, having that support so great. So I went from having five days to one day and working quite a bit more in the evenings. So it was like, how am I going to do this? How's it going to work? How am I going to make money? Like all of those questions, they're definitely, they were definitely most present for me at that time. A hundred percent. It's so great as well, because something that you did is you were like, well, I don't know if this is possible for me. So I'm going to put myself in the arena where I'm going to make it possible. Like hire the coach, surround myself with expanders and other people that are doing the thing and just like decide that this is going to be true for me. Cause I know that like me, I know you have a, a kind of similar background of like there's not loads of people around you in your day-to-day that were living out those realities of being able to build six-figure businesses. And it's like then being able to go, okay, I can see that I can do this even if it isn't everywhere around me in my immediate sphere. Mm -hmm. Finding those people, those expanders, those examples of it being possible is so, so important and just making the decision. is such a big piece and making the decision that you're going to take that step. So, you know, you can't see the staircase, you can't see how it's going to happen, but I'm here and I've made the decision and, you know, I might only have one day a week, but babies bring abundance and I'm going to take that step. And then the next one and all of, all of the magic happens in that space. Right. Well, the deciding thing is so key. And this is something that, you know, I see so much and I know you do too. Like there's no hoping and wishing and fingers crossing in business. And it's really interesting because there's still like a little bit of this that occurs sometimes. Like I hope I get the clients or I really wish that this is going to happen or, you know, like all my fingers crossed, but something you do so beautifully is you're like, yeah, I've decided like this is happening. Hmm. And that energy is the energy that creates all of those things. It's like, I've decided this is happening no matter what, like I'm going to do what I can until that happens. And does that mean that every launch we get the results we want? No. Does that mean that in every moment, like things happen the way we want to? No. But when you're approaching everything from that decision energy, like you do, it's like everything is just going to work out because it will. 
it's trusting. Mm. There's so much trust. And for me, that's trust in self, like trusting that I'm going to be able to show up, do the thing, make it happen, deliver what I've promised on delivering, that deep sense of self-trust. And then it's trust in the universe, trust that it's happening for us, not to us, and, and seeking those nuggets of gold and the learnings in anything that might seem to have gone quote unquote wrong. It's trusting. It's such a key thing. Yeah. I so hear you on that. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about mindset. Now let's talk a little bit more about like marketing strategy. What have you done as you've scaled your business that's worked really well for you? Oh, that's such a good question. There's probably a couple of things and you know, for me, it's almost like pre-Noah, post-Noah, pre-working with you, post-working with you. I talked about how I had that group coaching program that I created when I was pregnant. You know, I launched that and the first round was so beautiful. And I ran the second round not long after we started the mastermind. And that was the first time I ever went all in on email marketing. I think when you said to me, you know, we'll do, we'll do a 10 day launch and we'll send an email every day. And I went, holy shit, an email (laughs) every day. Oh, my like, oh, cringe. There was so much going on in my body at that time. (laughs) So funny to think now, because now I just send emails and it doesn't even matter. I know you just, it's not even a thing. Also, I'm like, wow, it's really strong. Like an email every day, 10 days. Like it sounds very dictatorial. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was very much a suggestion, okay, you know, <laughs> a suggested strategy. How about we do this? Yeah. But like I saw, you know, I doubled the number of people I had in that program. I made more money than I had ever made from a launch before. It was insane. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of it. And the other strategy that's really worked for me has been reaching out to people personally and when I see them clicking through, when I see them watching stories, you know, when I've had conversations with people during a program and, you know, they've said, wow, that looks really cool or, you know, like what a great thing you're doing, you know, reaching out to those people in a really genuine way and saying, hey, I can see you there. If you're interested, let's chat. And I know that's, you know, that's a strategy that you encouraged and I would never have done that before either. Well, it's so good because essentially what you're saying there is that it's like the strategy of selling. And so it's so true because I know that you see this with clients too, that we we just resist the selling part so much. And we even sometimes can default back to like awareness marketing during a launch, for example. So like, I'm not getting the clients that I want. I'm going to run another masterclass or run another this. Whereas what you know so well is like, I know that I need to follow through with potential leads and essentially close those sales and have those conversations. And I think the reason you're so successful with that is because you know that you can be in a beautiful, mutually beneficial relationship with your ideal clients and you can sell. And that's the same thing rather than like, oh, we're in this like beautiful energy of exchange and now I'm going to sell and it's going to change the dynamic when actually it's like, no, that's part of the mutual reciprocity. That's part of the process. And I think that's something that that's so innate now. And you're just like, that's just how I roll because I know every time I reach out how beneficial it is for them and for me. 
And again, it's become one of those things. It's just, it's just part of every launch. It's just part of every, I just do all of these things now that I once would never have done yeah. because I was afraid Yes. or because I didn't know what people would think of me, all of those thoughts, yes. which is so interesting because I feel like we're back in mindset land. But, you know, these strategies, sometimes they can bring up mindset stuff and recognizing that that's mindset stuff. It has nothing to do with what the actual action item is or the task is that you're about to undertake. It's so true. And email marketing, selling, like being those things that are kind of like, it's so funny how they're the things that have moved the needle. So there's almost what you're saying essentially is like, there's almost the the common thread of the things that felt the stickiest mm-hmm. at the start were the things that moved the needle most. Are there any others that come up? You've always never shone away from going live or like really showing up on the front end. I feel like there was a really beautiful period there where you really niched down with your messaging and really owned mm. being a business coach. And yeah. that was a really pivotal moment. It was definitely a pivotal moment. I remember you know, in the early days when I first had requests for business coaching and I had these sessions and I loved them, I remember speaking to, you know, some friends who were in the same space and talking to them about how I'd I'd love to focus on business coaching, but I just never had taken that step and, and gone there and allowed myself, given myself the permission to niche down in that way. So that was a huge pivotal moment. The other thing that I did in the early days of my business was create community and focus on nurturing my community. So I have a Facebook group and I've had that Facebook group for a long time now. In the early days, I went live every week and Mm -hmm. it became, you know, a thing where people would reach out to me and be like, are you going live today? Where are you? That really nurtured those relationships. And I think that meant that when I launched my first group program, there were a bunch of people who were ready to join me for it because they knew me so well. They were hanging out with me every week on live in my Facebook group. And that worked really, really well. There's such a theme around like building those relationships and then having those beautiful conversations, inviting people into your offers and into your programs. Mm -hmm. It's not rocket science, right? Like, you know, we're talking about having relationships with people, sharing content, sharing value with them, and then following through. Like it's not crazy or wild or anything like that. This is it. Nothing in business needs to be hard. And, you know, I know that that's very much can sound like a simplification and can sound jarring because it can sound like such a simplification, but, you know, classic human nature, we overcomplicate things. And in fact, I would implore and encourage anyone who is caught up in, you know, 56 step funnels and like really convoluted strategies to stop and kind of consider whether that's actually something that's going to support them. Because what I witness is that it is the simplest conversion strategies. It's the simplest client attraction strategies. It's the simplest models of business that are the most effective and the most powerful. And actually that's something as well that you've done really well is you were like going through that period of working out what it is that you wanted to create. And now you've really nailed your model with, I know that these are my programs. This is the timeline of how I run them. 
doesn't feel like I'm having to launch all the time and I can kind of do things with far more ease and I know what my flow and my patterns look like. And so that's another thing I think you've done really well is you like gave yourself time to work out your business model. um, Mm. And now you've really got that cemented and you know that you can just essentially keep scaling that. So, so true. The model I've got now makes so much sense to me. I think that was one of the things, like that's a really big shift that's happened since working with you as my coach, right? Like that pre-Noah, post-Noah biz life. That's been a huge change for me to have a model that I feel really grounded in. I think one of the things when I had so many different things going on in the business I felt pulled in lots of directions and I didn't feel clear on it. And, you know, I say this to clients all the time. It doesn't mean that you can't have multiple things in your business, but getting clear on what they are and how it works and where they fit together and all of that sort of thing is what you want to do. Because on the outside, people aren't sitting there being like, oh, Beck's selling candles and Beck's a coach. What's going on here? You know, like people aren't thinking that, but I am. In my head, I'm going like, oh, how am I going to make this work? That's the thing that blocks you. Mm. So for me being really clear on that model and right now candles are still a thing on my website, it's probably not going to be a thing for much longer, but I've got these incredibly beautiful client gifts that I can create and make and, and send out, which is so amazing. And I love that about having that skill and having that ability to do something like that. I still get to have the creative outlet of making candles. I just, I don't have to sell them on my website. (laughs) I love that. You've got your side hustle. Hmm. So speaking to, you know, because knowing your specialty and, and this is what I love about the way you work is that because of your upbringing, having a mom who is a psychic medium and very much always being in that spiritual world and having such a strong spiritual background And also being somebody who, as you said, you're very practical, you're very grounded, you have like a keen, sharp eye for business and structure and strategy. It obviously makes you the perfect person to be supporting people who have spiritual businesses. So can you share a little bit more about what are your biggest recommendations for people who really want to make money or build their spiritual businesses. So anyone who's considering making money from their spiritual craft or anyone who's maybe doing it right now, dabbling, playing a little bit, doing a little bit of one-to-one and and really wants to scale, what are are your biggest recommendations for both? So I think we've already touched on one, which is make the decision that that's what you want to do. And it's also okay if that's not what you want to do. Like there's lots of people who play in that space and and have it as a, as a side hustle and their creative outlet and all of that sort of thing. And if that's where you're at, like, let's go down that road and just make the decision. Like don't feel pressured that you have to go all in and scale. But if you do want to, I think fully owning that. There is a story in the spiritual space that money is evil or that, you know, people who want to make money out of their spiritual gifts, that's not okay because if it was really your calling, if it was really your spiritual gifts, then you wouldn't be charging for it. But it's just such a BS story. I know you and I have talked about this before. It's such an outdated story. You can share your magic, share your gifts with the world and be compensated well for it. 
because it means you can then go and share it with more people. You have greater impact, right? Yeah, we have these gifts because that's what our purpose and mission is here on this planet. We've got to share them and we can share them with more people if we get paid for it. So that's a really big story that I think is quite common with people in the spiritual space. So if that's a story for you, if you're listening and you're nodding along to that, like that's one to really look into and and start changing the story around because that is going to block you from growing your business in a huge way. I think looking at any of those stories, right? There's lots of them. Doing mindset work. Do your mindset work, everyone. (laughs) Step number one. And then I think in terms of scaling, I think it's really looking at the model that you have and making sure that it is scalable. A lot of spiritual services are, you know, you're trading time for money. It's one-to-one. That doesn't mean that you can't scale, but it means that you might have to look at how you scale and look at your model. And you might keep some of those one-to-ones, but you also are going to need to look at a way to scale that because you're going to hit an income ceiling. And unless you can raise your prices on your one-to-ones, which you can definitely do, you're still going to always hit a ceiling because you've only got a certain amount of time, right? So looking at your model is a huge piece of the puzzle if you want to scale. And for me, getting support, that's been such a huge catalyst for me in my business. Working with a business coach, I put it off for way longer than I should have. And if there was one thing, you know how people ask that question, if there's one thing you could change, that would be it. I would I would go and invest in support earlier because that's that moment was the decision for me that I was going all in. And that is how I could craft a model that I knew I could scale because I had the support to do so. I love those recommendations. How can we find you? Can Mm. you share a little bit more about where my people can find you and what you've got coming up as well? Yeah. The best place to find me is Instagram. I hang out there the most. So I'm beck.cazillo on Instagram. Come and hang. Send me a DM if you've listened to this. I'd love to hear from you. The next thing that I've got coming up in the business, and it's something that is a program that continues to light me up and continues all year round, is my spiritual business, Mistress Mind. So this is how you get my support in your business in the biggest way possible. So it's a six-month program and it is for spiritual business owners, women who are intuitive in particular, my ideal soulmate client. Women who are intuitive are always in the flow of their business. You know, they love doing the work and sharing their magic, but processes, systems, structure usually doesn't come that naturally and that's where I come in. So that's what we focus on in The Mistress Mind, as well as really stepping into your feminine power. We do a lot of that kind of exploration of what that looks like in business. So this is all about bringing together spirituality and strategy and all of that beautiful, delicious, deliciousness that we can, we can call in so that we have a business that really, really supports us in our lives to live the lives that we want. That's what I'm super passionate about. And and that's what we do in there. So good. Thank you so much for sharing that. 
I've loved this conversation and I love you so dearly. And I'm so, so grateful to have you in my life and to get to have you in my life basically every day. It's just the absolute best. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I am so forever grateful for you. I'm so forever grateful for past Beck for making the decision (laughs) to join that mastermind because I would never have expected that, well, almost two years later, we're still here and it's just been so transformative and I'm always, always, always grateful for you. Love you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. That means so much to me. (laughs) 